fatherhood is just not right, okay? And so I'm going to do the best I can today to talk to you about motherhood, but I hope that as you read God's Word, as we study God's Word in the next few minutes, I hope it will be light and life, especially to those of you who are mothers um, or mothers-to-be or grandmothers, that it would be an encouragement to you. So as we begin to study God's Word, let's do what we often do. Let's just pray a prayer of openness to God's Word today. So would you do that with me? Maybe with a Bible in your lap and an outline in your lap and a pen in your hand, you're ready to take notes and study God's Word. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time, and we're just going to carve some space out now to just sit and ponder your great plans and to be reminded of, of the plan that you had to offer us participation in your creative work on this planet. And so, Lord, I pray that you would bring the, the pages and the words of the Bible to life for us. I pray that you would give us insights, that you'd mold us and shape us. I pray that there would be... Um, your whisper in this house right now, that you would whisper over our souls and that you would touch our lives. And I pray this in the most holy name of Jesus. Amen. So as we begin today, notice that, uh, notice that sermon title. It's called Thriving at Motherhood. Now, there's a, there's, a, there's a kind of a picture, a word picture that I want to play with you this morning. I want you to think about thriving at motherhood. Sometimes you don't feel like you're thriving. You feel like you're surviving at motherhood, Right. And maybe not even that sometimes, those of you who are moms. Um, and, and let's think about what that means for a minute, to be a thriver or to be a survivor. We have these TV shows on TV. Have you seen them called Survivor? You've seen any of those? And, and so the whole goal of Survivor is that you would outwit your opponents. I wonder if moms feel that way sometimes. Like you have to outwit your opponents. I'm not sure who your opponents are. Are they other mothers or your kids? Anyway, your husband. Anyway, you're outwitting your opponents and you're trying to stay on the island, you know, not be voted off by the tribe, so to speak. And, and the goal is that you would outwit and outlast everybody else. But if we were really honest, if we were to think about the oldest, longest running reality-based survival contest in the world, it's motherhood. That's what it is, Okay motherhood is, is, is the biggest, longest-running survival contest. Now, the truth of the matter is, God's plan for you is that you would not just survive motherhood, but that you would thrive in motherhood. Now, that doesn't mean you're thriving every day, because you're going to have ups and downs, right? But that you would feel God's good pleasure at His plan to make you a mom. That he, and whatever that mom looks like. So I'm, today I'm going to give you, if it's okay, some survival strategies, all right? Survival strategies for motherhood. And my hope is that these aren't just strategies for survival, but they actually can be tools and tips for thriving in motherhood as well, all right? So if you got your pen, I'm going to invite you to maybe circle some things, underline some things, and fill in some blanks. So four survival strategies for motherhood that I want to throw your way today, okay? And the first one is this, and it's, it might seem the most simple to you, but it's number one for a reason, okay? Number one, the biggest survival strategy for, for moms to remember is this, I am loved by God. I'm loved by God. You got to get this one. You need to remember this one. I am loved by God. And what I want to begin with today, reminding you of, is that for many of us, Mother's Day is a happy day. We've got a lot to celebrate. We try to show appreciation and affection, that kind of stuff. But I want to begin today by reminding you that for some folks, Mother's Day is not a happy day, okay? Mother's Day is a check in reality. I've talked to folks before, and they actually did not want to come to church on Mother's Day because they knew that mothers would be the big focus, and that's been their big heartache. You know, there are some women who have 
not ever been able to be moms. And there are some women who've longed to be married and they never got married, so they didn't become moms. There's some women even here today who've lost a child, maybe even in childbirth. Or you've, and and it, isn't it so wrong to be able to lose a child? I mean, that must be a huge heartbreak. So when you get to day, a Mother's Day like this, it becomes a kind of hard place for you. There, there are maybe some of you have, who've even lost your mom recently, maybe even in the past year. And so this Mother's Day is unique in that there's even a larger void in your life than you may have had just a year or, or, or two years ago. You know, for some folks, Mother's Day is a very, very hard, hard day. But here's what I also know. Regardless, if you're a mom, mothers, every day there's going to be some hard moments, okay? Moms have hard days. And that's why point number one is right here at the very beginning. You got to remember that you are loved by God. It's not easy being a mom, right? If it were easy, why in the world would they start the thing off with something called labor, right? It's not easy being a mom. And there are days, I know this because I live with one, there are days where some day you, days you live with regret. You said things you shouldn't have said, and you did things you shouldn't have done. And there are some days you live with a sense of, am I doing the right things, you know? And there are some days you live with a sense of failure. You don't, you, don't feel inad, you, you don't feel adequate. You might feel inadequacy. There's lots of feelings that go on. But here's what I want to point to on this first point. There are some days on this island where you feel like you don't, you don't matter to anybody else, Okay. You don't feel very loved, and you don't feel like the tribe's for you, you know, and you might even feel unlovable. But what I want to assure you of, survival strategy number one, is that if God called you to be a mom or a grandmom or aunt, if God called you to have that kind of role, then guess what? He will not leave you shortchanged. He loves you. He's going to care for you. Read the scriptures with me. It says this, just a couple. It says, though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, Yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant. If you got, by the the way, get your pen, just underline those three words, not be shaken. You can't even shake off God's love. His love will not be shaken, and his covenant of peace will not be removed from you, says the Lord, I like this phrase, who has compassion on you. You know, God has picked you out. He selected you for the role that he gave you, and he has compassion on you in those moments where you need compassion the most, when you might not feel like the greatest mom in the world. And I want to invite you to remember that God loves you with an unfailing love. We just sang it a little while ago, right? That God's love never lets us go. Look at what it says in Deuteronomy 4. For the Lord your God is a merciful God, He will not abandon you. Yes, that's right. He will not abandon you. Even when the tribe votes you off the island, he will not abandon you. He will be with you, okay? So you got to get this as a mom. And by the way, if you're a new mom, lean into this one, okay? God loves you, and his love will never let you go. That's strategy survival number one to not only survive, but to thrive in motherhood, okay? Now write this one down, number two, because it's important. And I'm going to talk to everybody here. All right, number two, second strategy survival is this. I am appreciated by my family. Oh, really? I have a hard time even writing that. Yes, I am appreciated by my family. Now this is 
I list this out as the second survival strategy. And for a minute, I'm going to kind of talk over moms. And I want to talk to, to the husbands in the house and the dads in the house. I want to talk to the men and I want to talk to the children in the house. I want to talk to us because I'm going to talk about appreciation, all right? Appreciation is so very important. And if we want the moms in our world to thrive, we have got to show them and honor them and value them with appreciation. Not long ago, I was talking to a mom, and um, I, I, was at, I knew I was going to be preaching about this, so I was asking the question, how do, you, how do you feel appreciation? What could your children do to show you appreciation? I was talking to three moms all at the same time. One mom said this, I just want them to say, thank you. Thank you for something specific that I did. And then they said this, I thought it was interesting. They said, if that happened every once in a while, I could live on that for weeks. And I thought, wow, that's just appreciation. Another mom said, I just want them to, uh, to tell me that I'm good at being a mom. Those of you who are moms, can you just imagine your children real quickly saying, thank you for being a good mom? You know, appreciation, thanksgiving, it goes a really, really long ways. And here's why. Every one of us wants appreciation. And guess what? Every one of us needs to be valued and appreciated. Listen to what the Bible says about this appreciation thing. And I'm really talking, remember right now, to some men in the crowd and some children in the crowd, right? The Bible says this about appreciation. Proverbs 12, worry weighs a person down. An encouraging word cheers a person up. So we need to be encouragers. Or look at Proverbs 31, 28. And I think this one's, this one's huge, all right? Remember what Proverbs 31, right, is it this, this virtuous woman scripture? It says this about this woman. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. And by the way, if you know your Bible well enough, you'll know Proverbs 31 is this picture of an incredible woman, right? This godly, virtuous woman. I think sometimes women read that and they go, well, I want to be that, but that seems so impossible. And I read scriptures like that and I go, well, yeah, look at how good she was because her children were calling her blessed. She was encouraged, right? And her husband was praising her. That's what allowed her to be the Proverbs 31 woman. Well, there's probably a little bit of give and take in that because I think she was a virtuous woman. But the Bible says that God's plan is that children should rise up in their appreciation, that husbands should praise their wives and, their, and, and their, the moms of their children as well. So this is what we're supposed to be doing. I, like to th- I think about today, I encourage you to think about appreciation like refueling a car, okay? Think about right now. I feel like I'm refueling a car every day. I feel like I'm stopping at gas stations all the time. That's the way it needs to be for the women in our lives, that we are refilling their gas tank. And how do you do that? You refill their tank with appreciation, with thanksgiving. That's how it happens. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to practice point number two for a minute, okay? If you're a mom, stand up. All right, now here's what we're going to do. Look at all these moms. You know, let every one of them stand up. Now, here's what I want us to do. I'm going to cut my microphone off for a minute because I'm about to yell, okay? And here's what I'm going to get you guys to do. If you're seated, what I'm going to get you to do is I'm going to ask you to cheer 
on these moms, especially if you're sitting right next to one of them. I'm going to get you to cheer them on. And I want it to become like in here, like the Georgia Bulldogs just won the national championship, all right? I want you to scream that big and that loud, all right? Yeah, moms, thank you. Thank you. Now, you know what? This, everybody out, if people across, you know, we've got people who live across the street, right? If you guys come out of church and all of a sudden you're heading off to your car and one of your kids just goes bonkers, you know, they say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the same thing, but I'm going to do it just for you personally. They might think we're one of them radical, crazy churches. That's all right, all right? So when you're going out of the car, you know, or today later on the lunch, you know, this is the kind of kid I would have, you know, in the, in the middle of the restaurant, just start going crazy. Appreciate. Thank your mom, all right? And can I talk to moms one more second just about this particular point? I am very aware it doesn't take long to be a mom and realize you're going to feel unappreciated. That's why I had you write on that little sheet of paper, I am appreciated. Every mom needs to remember that as a survival strategy because there's going to be days where nobody's saying it, but you know that they really do even if they're not communicating it, okay? I am appreciated by my family. So we've said I'm loved by God. I'm appreciated by my family. Would you write this one down? Third survival strategy for moms, how to really thrive at being a mom. I don't have to be super mom. All right, write that down. I do not have to be super mom. So on this point, what, we're gonna, what I'm going to encourage you to do is I'm going to encourage you to, to let go. Let it go. Let it go. All right, let go of the, of the myth. It's a super myth. That's what it is. That you can be a super mom. Alright? Because here's what I know. There are so many women who are trying to do everything in the world and it's just hard to manage it all. I mean, think about the mom. Here's the expectation, that you would be, that you would be a, a full-time mom working a full-time job, and that you would come home and that you would be a phenomenal cook. I mean, you got to cook well, right? And then also, by the way, the house would stay clean all the time, and that you would be the great mom that, you know, nurtures her kids, always keeps them in line the right way, and that you'd be a loving, loving to your husband. And, and here's also another thing, that you'd be involved in the PTA at the school, and that you'd also never miss church, because you always got to be at church, right? This is the mom that, and by the way, you know what you call this kind of mom? Non-existent. You might want to write that down, okay? It's so impossible to be the perfect mom and to be super mom. But here's the deal. We try it, we try it, we try it over and over again. There are dads in the house. We try to be super dads. And it's just really a myth. I'm going to talk to you about that more in just a minute, but it's just a myth. The story is told of a woman who went to a counselor who was all stressed out and wigged out and she was emotionally frazzled and she sat down and for about an hour she talked to the counselor and the counselor hardly said a word. And at the end, the counselor said, I think I figured this out. 
And the woman said, well, good, that's why I'm paying you the 80 bucks. What do you got? And, and the counselor looked at her and said, let me understand this now. You're giving 100% of your energy to your kids. And you're giving 100% of your energy to your school. You're giving 100% of your energy to your work. You're giving 100% of your energy. So, so do, you see, do you see what's going on here? It is so hard to balance all the things that you want to do so, so, so well. And see, what I want to do today is I just want to give you a pass. I want to give you an encouragement to let go of all the expectations. Because did you know this? Half, if not more, of the expectations that you have on you have been laid on you by you. You've laid them on yourself. You've expected you to be super mom, okay? And the truth of the matter is, hear this, and I hope this is freeing. Listen, listen, listen. All you really have to do is be the mom you were created to be. And you know that varies mom to mom, sitting right here in this very room? You were called to be the mom that you were called to be. God gifted you with certain skill sets and abilities. He's empowered you with certain passions. He made you who you are. And there's no mom that's just like every other mom. There's no cookie-cutter you know, mold, right? We're all different. And so your goal is to be the mom you were created to be. And here's one thing I can tell you for sure. It ain't super mom. It ain't who it is. My wife has a life verse. And um, I have come to really appreciate her life verse. And it's the verse that I leave you with here at this moment. And it comes from Proverbs 3. And it's a verse I think a lot of Christians hold on to when they get frazzled and, and they don't know which way to go. The Bible says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. I would also add, lean not on your own skills. Lean not on your own strength. Lean not on your own initiative. Lean not on all that you think you can be. Lean not on your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge Him. And He will direct your paths. He will lead you to be the mom you've been called to be. You don't have to be everything else that you think everybody else, because listen, it might look like the person right next to you is a greater mom than you. Let me tell you, everybody's, everybody has their sore spots. Everybody has their weaknesses. And guess what? Nobody, there is no such thing as a super mom. Nobody's got it all together. So let that thing go. Now listen, before I go to point number four, some of you came to church today to hear that, okay? You came to church today to hear that God made you the mom you've been called to be and that the super mom thing, it really is a myth. Let it go. And be the mom you've been called to be. You really want to thrive? You don't try to be the mom who does a million things and does them all perfectly because that ain't going to happen. You be the mom God's called you to be and do that well. So we said remember that you're loved by God because you're going to have some low days and <laughs> And, and you're going to feel like you're not being supported by the tribe, and they're going to vote you off the island. Know that God's got your back, and he won't let you go. And we've said that you are appreciated by your family, even if they don't remember to show it, verbalize it. They appreciate you. Receive that. Hold on to that. Understand that. Remember that. Here's another thing. You don't have to be super mom. Be the mom that you've been called to be. Trust in the Lord for your strength, not on your own strength or your own understanding, and he will direct your paths. And then finally, write this one down. I am, this is a statement of faith, and I believe it. I am making a difference. I'm making a difference. I am making a difference in my home, 
I'm making a difference in my children's lives. I am making a difference in my relationship with my husband. I am making a difference in my family tree, in the trajectory of the home I'm longing to build. I'm making a difference in the legacy that I'm going to leave for my children and my grandchildren. Now, here's, what, here's the deal. Hey, look up at me, if you will. See, you really want to understand how to thrive at motherhood. Here's, here's a little trick. Here's a little key. You have to keep the goal in mind. You have to have in-game goal thinking, all right? Think of a runner who's running a race. They're not just running a race with no finish line. <clears throat> they have a goal in mind. And they're, they're trying to run towards the goal. And now here's where I want to help you understand what your goal is if you're a mom, okay? You came to church so that you could be reminded of this today. Now on Survivor, the show, the TV show, right? The reality TV show, there's a goal. And what is the goal? Does anybody remember what the goal is? A million dollars, that's right. If you get to stay on the island and you're the last one, if you are the survivor, you get a million dollars. And by the way, in our culture, you also get one more thing that they think is very important. You get fame. So you get money and you get fame. Everybody knows who you are, right? That's at least what it was before they had 18 seasons. Everybody knew who you were, okay? Now, is the end game of being a mom money? <laughs> okay, you knew that one for sure. Okay, now here's another one. Is the end game for being a mom to be famous? Say, no, 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 I'm not going to be a famous mom. You know what the end game is for you? That you would make a difference. That the family that you would have poured into, that the children that you would have poured into, that you would make a difference. How do I know that? How do I know what the end game is and what the goal is and that we need to remind ourselves of that and that I am making a difference one step, another step. I'm making a difference today, another step. Here's how I know that. A hundred years from now, I want you to ask yourself a question about a hundred years from now. Here's the question. A hundred years from right now, will anybody know how clean your house was? No. Even Katie Moat's house, they're not going to remember it, Katie. Here's another question for you. A hundred years from now, is anybody going to know what was in your bank account? Not going to happen, is it? You want a sobering question? Here's another one. A hundred years from now, is anybody going to know how much stuff you had? See, we invest so much time in the stuff that doesn't really matter, does it? But at the end of the day, those of us who call ourselves Christ followers, we get to come to church and we get to be reminded that the only thing that lasts is people. That's it. And you get to invest in people and you get to make a difference in them. And that's how you make a difference in the legacy of your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren because you're investing in them. So here's the good news for every mom in the house. You ready? Listen, moms. Can I tell you the good news? When God needs something done, He doesn't just speak it into existence and do it Himself. You know what He does? He normally looks to a mom and He makes a plan. Have you ever thought about this before? I mean, Jesus needed to bring salvation to the world. You know what he did? He planned to bring his son into the world, and he looked to a mom. And in this situation, he looked to a little teenage girl. 
And he said, I'm going to use you to bring this plan into, into the play. You know, I was thinking about that about Moses. God had a plan to rescue his people from Egypt. And he looked at a little woman who was a handmaid working for Pharaoh named Jochebed. And he said, I'm going to give you the guy that I'm going to save the people with. And I'm going to call him to do it at a later time. And see, that's how God's been working throughout all of time. Whenever God had a plan to do a good work here or there, he looks at a mom and he says, look what I'm going to give to you. He did that with Coretta Scott King. He said, I'm going to give you a boy. He's going to be a little different. And he became Martin Luther King Jr., a national leader for us. This is who, this is who God is. And this is the value of what God thinks about motherhood. Whenever God's going to do something special with a child, he looks towards the lady and he says, I'm going to use you to do it. Hey, man, I wish we could say that about us, but, you know, and here's what I know. Every time it's a lady. Every time it's a lady. That's the value of what God does. And so as I close this message today, I just, I, I, what I want to say to every mom in the house is, you want to really thrive at being a mom? You must keep your eyes on the goal, okay? And the goal is, I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to make a difference today. I'm going to make a difference now. And you just keep making a difference after a difference after a difference. And you will see that you are everything in a mom that God created you to be. As I close this message today, I, I want to just pray for moms. I want to pray a prayer of encouragement and strength over moms. And I am very keenly aware that some of you are sitting very close to some moms. Now, some of you have, have you know, the mother of your children sitting next to you, and some of you have, like, your mama sitting, or some of you might be sitting next to your grandma. If you're sitting next to a mom close by, <clears throat> I just want you to reach out while I pray for them, and I want you to hold their hand. Did you hold their hand? And here's what I'm going to get you to do. While you're holding their hand, I'm going to be praying a prayer over all the moms in the house this morning, and I just want to invite you to pray your own prayer of thanksgiving and gratitude and blessing over that mom that you're holding their hand for, okay? Let's pray together. God, I thank you for moms. I thank you that you show us a lot of your love through them. And I thank you that they are nurturers and caregivers. I thank you for all the stuff they do. They, they do so many things that are just never even seen. And there are so many moments where they're never appreciated, but you see it all and you know it all. And I just want to say thank you, God. And I just pray that you would encourage them and strengthen them. I pray that you would let them lay down expectations that they may have laid on themselves to be more than they've ever been called to be or to work harder or to lean on their own knowledge or understanding or their own strength and just to lean into you to be the mom that they've been called to be by you. And that looks different from every other mom on the planet, but help them to understand more and more about what that looks like to be the mom that you created them to be. And Lord, I pray for fruit in their life. I pray for every mom in this house and every grandma. I pray for fruit. I pray you would help them keep their eyes on the reward and I pray you'd help them make a difference. Give them the words to say. Give them in the name of Jesus the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Give them love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and gentleness and faithfulness. 
goodness, self-control. Let them be filled with your Holy Spirit, I pray. And I pray, God, that you would give them joy. I pray that you'd give them joy knowing that you have bestowed on them one of the greatest gifts of, and the greatest call of any person on the planet. Help them to lean into that so that when they're done and it's all over it, they are reminded they've, they've lived their life on purpose knowing that it ain't about the money and it ain't about the stuff and it ain't about the house and it ain't about the dishes. It's really just about the, the kids, the family that I've invested in. Thank you, Jesus, for motherhood. You're so smart that this was your plan. Help us today to verbalize, to show our appreciation for the moms in our world. We pray this in your most holy name, Jesus. Hey, church, can you say amen? Amen. Hey, moms, happy Mother's Day. I hope, I hope you have a great day. Hey, we have a couple of families that we're going to baptize this morning. And um, we're going to be inviting those families to come I, forward into the me, pool. Pastor, excuse me, just a minute. I, I've been waiting for a, a lull in your sermon to say something, but you don't have no lulls in your sermon. In fact, you don't even take a breath. I don't know how in the world you talk so much at one time, just spilling it right out here. You can come on over here so you can help me up these steps right here. Oh. Lord have mercy. Where are your manners? Did your mama not? Four points. You left that one out about them manners, right? Got Amen, that? right? I am telling you, four points, four points, four measly little points to help raise children. Have you ever met my children? No, I don't think so. I need 14 or maybe 40 points to help raise these children. Lord have mercy. You know how I got this far? I can't tell you because it ain't churchly. <laughs> it wasn't by counting points, I tell you right now. All right now, I just want you, I got a little place I want to take you, darling. I want you to come with me. I know you think you got things to do and people to see. You got people to see, all right. I've been telling you. Let me see. I've been a grandmother for 40. No, I've been a mother for 45 years. A grandmother. I know all about this. And I'm telling you, if you tell everything we need, it has to be a sermon series, not one Sunday. You got to work on this, I'm telling you. Four little measly points. I don't know who you think you are. You got to have more math. Good morning, Harvest Point. If y'all didn't know any better, that was Francine Ledbetter. <laughs>